Well, hello, hello. How are you doing? How are you doing? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is the S. Anthony Thomas, and this is episode number three, one, three, number three, thirteen. And I want to thank you guys very, very much for stopping back here and for the past four plus years you've been listening to my punk behind. Thank you very, very much for everything, Bastard Army. And thank you very much. Uh, I want to thank you guys for all the downloads for the last episode and also for the new people that uh, helped me out by uh, subscribing to the YouTube channel. The S. Anthony says YouTube channel. Thank you very much. I really, really appreciated it. And uh, I just want to let you know right now for a limited time, there will be tons and tons of nudity. <laughs> That's not going to happen. <laughs> um, it's something I want to talk to you guys about. You know, this is a. Well, something interesting that I saw at the supermarket that brought up something that happened to me in, in an interesting way. It brought back some memories. Um, I was never struck as a child. There was no corporal punishment. I didn't get hit at all, you know. Um, but, you know, the next generation up, the parents, of course, they got their behinds whooped. And, of course, the grandparents got their behinds whooped. But because I didn't get whooped, I realized that one generation above me, the parents, they got whooped. And the grandparents were the whoopers. So I'm actually two generations away from buttocks whoopings and it's interesting because you know if you have parents over the age of 68 and over and they had relatives from down south they all have stories about uh, i got whooped with this and whooped with that and this got whooping and a whoop 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 the whoop the whoop 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 and she picked up this and he picked up that and the whoop 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 and then the parents the ones that got whooped are like damn it i am not whooping my kids no 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 and as the kid of that generation i want to say thank you but the one time I actually did get popped was my grandma. My grandfather didn't do it, but my grandma did. Now, did I deserve to be disciplined for what? I don't remember what exactly what it was, but I said something that was way out of line while standing back behind my mom, my grandma's left hand. And I remember her. First of all, she was very, very accurate. She hadn't whooped a child in a while, but apparently she kept her accuracy. Maybe she had a dummy where she pimp slapped the dummy to keep her accuracy going. You know, maybe she, okay, hold the child, hold the fake dummy child up. I'm going to look away. And then she swings back because she got me right in the mouth. I was like, whatever I said. And she didn't even turn around. She just, well, she half turned. She just turned her head a little bit and back smack right on the mouth. And as someone had never been hit before, uh, at least not, I mean, not by a parent, I was surprised. I'm sitting there going, did she just pop me in the mouth like that? I didn't even, I didn't even felt the pain. And I was just completely surprised that that hand came back and bow right in the mouth. And then the mouth started to hurt. And I realized, you know, when you say smart alecky stuff to someone who you've already heard has whipped their own kids butts, maybe you shouldn't do that. It wasn't like I didn't know she whooped people's buttockses. It wasn't like my my mom and my uncles didn't talk about the fact that they got whoopings. I knew about it. But still, I had to go and poke the tiny bear because my grandma was tiny. To poke the tiny bear. I probably shouldn't say bear. <laughs> right? Because she was a pretty little short person. Okay? But I thought about it when as I'm sitting there with my mouth hurting, I realized not only did I have the stories of the whoopings that my the generation above me has gotten and gotten from her. I had actually seen it close up where I almost got whooping. I could have got a whooping. My my, my cousin could have got a whooping. You see, as young children, we were trying to be slick. We noticed how close the word ask 
and the word ass were. And one time, one of us, I forgot which one it was, me and my cousin, we mispronounced ask and said ass. And having already been, you know, heard the stories, I was waiting or he was waiting. I can't remember which one it was. Well, let's just say it was me was waiting for the whooping, but nothing happened. Yeah, it was me. I said, I said ass instead of ask. And my cousin looks at me like, oh, you going to get it now. She already popped you in the mouth. But she didn't say anything. She just assumed it was a child mispronouncing the word ask. So I avoided the whooping that would have come. I was a smarter child or as an older child, I would have realized, yo, dude, you already got popped in the mouth, but it wasn't that big of a pop. So, you know, the, you know what could happen. You almost got it again, but you just assumed the best. Maybe you should just leave it alone and just don't even use the word ask again for a while. But no, my cousin sees an opportunity. Grandma's in the kitchen cooking something. And we're sitting on chairs on the opposite side of the door to the to the dining room, which is right next to the kitchen. And he yells to me, hey, man, why don't you ask grandma about that? And then he pauses and waits. And we didn't hear the footsteps coming back. Oh, he said it. Maybe she thinks he made a mistake, too. And being dumb, I go, yeah, I think I will ask her. <laughs> and she doesn't say anything. She doesn't come. And then we, this is where kids are dumb. Instead of just, okay, we got away with it the first time, which wasn't a mistake. This time we're going to get away with it on purpose. We kept finding excuses to say the word ask, but pronounce it ass. And we kept doing it. And she kept not doing anything. And we kept getting louder with it. And we thought we were slick. And then one of us said it one more, one time too many. And we heard, She's coming towards us and she seems to have grabbed something. She did grab something. She walks into the room. She stands between us. She's not looking at us, but she's looking down and she's not happy. And we look in her hand and she's got our belts and she doesn't wear belts. She must have that belt someplace else. It doesn't matter where the belt came from. It's a belt. And we have buttockses that don't like being hit with belts. And she looked at my cousin and then she looked over at me and she looked over at my cousin and she looked over at me and she looked over at my cousin and she looked over at me and she held the belt up right where her chest was. And she says, do either one of you want to ask me something? It was quiet. The jig was up. And I said, no, Grandma, I don't have anything to ask you. And my cousin goes, no, I'm not going to ask you anything. And for the next five years of our lives, we held on to the K and ask the same way you would hold on to the window if somebody was trying to throw you out of the window. We wrapped our hands around the K and ask and hung on to that crap. A couple of times I held on to the K in a word that had nothing to do with ask. OK, I just I just said whatever it is, hold on to all K's. Is that a Hitting. That didn't even make any sense because that K was in the front of the word. But I didn't want to get popped in the mouth and I saw the size of that belt. Two generations away from buttocks whoopings. Now, what I, what I saw, what I, what I was talking about with this is I saw a parent uh, watch their parent whoop their kid and don't do that, mom. Shut up. This kid needs to learn. You learned, didn't you? That kind of thing. And I started wondering why, if you're a parent that has a kid that you think 
could benefit from getting a spanking, but you don't want to spank because you were spanked. Or maybe you like me two generations away from spanking. But there's a party that's going, I'm really mad at this kid. Maybe the kid needs a spanking, but you don't want to do it. You don't want to do it. I would never do it. But I'm pretty sure there's some people out there who, like me, would never actually strike the kid. But unlike me, would facilitate the kid actually getting struck by the other by the parents, maybe the grandparents. You know what I'm talking about. People set people up all the time, damn it. You know, it's an old cliche joke where you have something that's broken, but you fix it and you fix it enough so the next person can break it. That's a standard joke. It's been on television. A lot of stand-up comedians use that joke. And I don't, you know, and it's, an, it's a cute joke, but let's be honest with you. It's a cliche at this point, but you know what? It's the truth. Everybody has done that. Everybody has done that. You've done it before. You've broken the television and then walked out of the room and waited for your husband and wife to, or wife to go in there and turn the knob and go, hey, the television broken. And then you walk in, is it now? Even though you know damn well you're the one that was holding on to the knob. You tripped and fell and bent it, but you bent it back and put the knob back on there and waited for them behind to go in and turn on the television so you could act like it had nothing to do with it. You know you did it. Don't lie to me, you bastards. Come on now, you mean to tell me you've never done the thing where you know daggone well you and your spouse get into fights about who eats the last piece of pizza, who eats the last piece of cake, who gets the last of this or the last of that, and you knew daggone well she was supposed to get the last piece of pie or the last piece of cake, but she's been dawdling about getting it, and you're thinking, hey, if you wanted the last piece of pie or the last piece of cake, you should have got it already. It's been three days. It's been three days, and you haven't even touched the last piece of pie or the last piece of cake, and I want that cake, and you won't let me have that cake or that pie why not and you're thinking that she doesn't realize maybe she forgot about it so you go in there you eat the cake or the pie or whatever the hell it is and then three or four more days go by and then she goes back in there and goes wait hey, what happened to that cake or that pie and you look at it like you don't and you don't say it but you're thinking you don't know you really don't know so maybe you really did forget about that cake or that pie Maybe since you don't know who ate the cake of the pie, maybe I should not only let you think you ate the cake of the pie, maybe I should tell you that you in fact did eat that cake of the pie so I can get out of it, so I can have enjoyed the cake of the pie and then have the joy of not having to hear you give me a lot of crap about the cake of the pie. So what do you say? I think you ate that. Did I eat it? I, you know what? Maybe I did. Oh, I should have. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I ate. I, I really got to watch my dad. I can't believe I ate cake and don't even remember it. Yeah, you did eat cake and not remember it. I know one thing. I definitely didn't eat the cake hoping you'd forget about it. <laughs> You've been there, you bastards, and you know it. The only problem with that scam is if you I tend to date really smart women and there's a problem with dating really smart women. First of all, they're they're awesome. But the bad part about it is every time you do something stupid, or you try to be slick. They will catch your punk ass. It's like when women that date me, I'm smart. I notice everything and they try to do some slick crap and I catch them. We're constantly looking at each other, trying to see whether or not the other person is trying to do something slick. And every time the other person does something slick, we catch the other person. Yes, we do. Damn it. I made a mistake one time. It was one last piece of pie in the refrigerator. And just like in the scenario I just told you about, she forgot about the pie and I ate that damn thing. Except for in this that scenario, that person, that hypothetical person waited three days. I didn't wait no three days. I waited three minutes after she left our house to go hang out with her friend. And I grabbed that thing. I sucked that sucker down real quick. Yeah, I know she was supposed to get the cake of the pie, but she makes a good living. Tell her to bring some cake up high when she comes home. I'll call up a pizza place and order some cake. Too bad, punk. You didn't need it. You move, you lose. 
And I forgot that I ate that piece of pie or that piece of cake. I forgot about it. She forgot about it and I forgot about it. But I did remember it when she went in looking for it and it wasn't there. And just like the guy in the scenario, I sat back going, oh, maybe she doesn't remember. And if she doesn't remember, then she doesn't know that maybe she did do it. And I'm going to act like she did do it. And I said, hey, I think you did it. And then she goes, no, I didn't do it. I purposely left that cake in there to see whether or not you greedy ass would eat the cake. And are you going to sit there and try to make me feel guilty about that? And I made a mistake. She was too smart. Oh, no. So I said, damn it, I can't have her hanging this over me. I'm going to get her. I got some more of that cake and some more of that pie, and I put it in the refrigerator, and I left that there, and I made it a point to leave one piece left, and I was waiting for her to eat that pie, eat that cake. I was waiting for her to do it so I can then go, oh, so you're going to eat the last piece of cake, huh? I guess we're even. Well, guess what, damn it. Guess what? She didn't eat it. That crap stayed in there until it turned green, purple, and black. I had to throw that crap away, and I'm really pissed off now because, damn it, I should have just ate the damn pie in the first place, but now I spent money on some pies and cake that I didn't even get to eat, and I didn't even get to set my girlfriend at the time up. Damn it. I'm sorry, I just had to talk about that. I'm still mad about that. It was a long time ago, but that was some good ass cake and that place doesn't exist anymore. And I'll never get that cake again. Someone left it out in the rain. Ha ha. Reference to an old song. Back to the story. <laughs> so like I said, I'm I'm a couple of generations away from butt whoopings. And I think that parents probably do set their children up. I'm telling you it's happened. I'm telling you what's happened. You may even know that it's happened. I wonder how it would go. It would be a. You know, you have a kid and you know that kid deserves an ass whooping in your mind, but you don't want to do it because you're generations away from butt whoopings. But, you know, your you know, your papa, your grandpa has no problem whooping a kid's butt. But you've already told them, you know, grandpa, we don't whoop kids. All right, it's your boy. I'm going to whoop the boy's butt. But, you, you know, I whooped your father's butt. And I mean, you know, in a couple of times I whooped your butt and you turned out all right. You don't you want that boy to not know authority and not understand that he needs to shut up sometime and not understand that there's consequences to his action. I'm just telling you a little swat on the behind or a little ass whooping. And sometimes little kids, sometimes the boy needs his ass whooped. I'm just saying, but the, you the parent, you the parent, you're a grown ass man. That's your boy. I'm not going to do anything. But I'm just saying, if he was my boy, I'll be there. Sometimes he did his behind whoops. And you stick to that. You stick to that. You go, oh, you know, I, I, you know, I love you, grandpa or whatever. But I mean, I, I can't let that happen. I just can't let it happen. And then one day the kid just goes too far. It doesn't matter what the kid did, but it go, the kid goes too far. And you're figuring taking his Xbox and G box and Q box and XLM box out of his room is not enough because he's just going to look up some games on his phone. So you take away his phone, but he still got a smart TV. You take away a smart TV. Then you realize, oh man, I didn't want a TV because of all the wires that that thing has in the back and setting up the Xbox and the Q box and the Y box and the smart TV is going to take another damn hour because it took me two hours to hook it up in the first place and I taped it all together. It's too much trouble. I don't want to take all that crap away from him. I just want to, he just needs to get his behind spanked. That way I don't have to take, I'm, yeah, I know it's a weird thing to get, you want to whip your kids behind just so you don't have to take his TV out of the room because you don't want to mess up the cables. I know that's a bad motivation, but this kid needs his butt whooped, but I'm not going to whoop his butt because I don't believe in wait a second. It's time to visit grandpa. <laughs> Come on, boy. Where we going? 
Oh, my little friend, you're going to be a teenager next year. Uh, you know what's great is we're going to have a nice man weekend where we hang out with grandpa. Okay, that's going to be great. Oh, fantastic. I thought you were mad because I did something really outrageous and something that under normal circumstances you would punish me for, but we're getting on to go on a vacation. That's really weird. Yeah, I'm definitely not setting you up. <laughs> what did you say? Nothing. <laughs> and then you get the boy in the car and you're sitting in the car and you're listening to the music and the kid's sitting there thinking he got away with it and you're looking at the kid like you don't even know what's about to happen. Happen, punk i'm setting your punk ass up punk and the kid hey daddy <laughs> you're gonna get it punk you pull up to the grandfather's house your grandfather comes out starts sticking his hand in his pocket to get some change out of a couple of bucks out for the boy the boy's all happy because he thinks he's gonna get like five ten bucks from grandpa and then you go wait a second pops what don't give him any money. Why is that? You know, I'm his grandfather. I got to give the boy money. He shows up. He's a good kid. Well, he's normally a good kid, but this time he, and then you mention the bad thing the kid does, and the kid looks up at you like, what the hell are you doing? You, you couldn't have told him after I got the money. That's what the kid's face is saying. But then you're looking down at the kid, and now the kid knows, oh no, he set me up, and you're going, <laughs> exactly, punk. You don't say the words. Your faces say it to each other. Your eyes say it to each other. The kid knows it's over for him and you know it's over for the kid and the grandpa doesn't even realize he's being set up. Why don't you go into the house and I'm going to tell grandfather that you. Then he mentions what the kid does and the grandfather goes, what? He did what? Ooh, boy, if you were, ooh, if I wasn't your grandfather, I said, nah, listen, uh, grandpa, uh, listen, you know, I, I know that a lot of times I told you about how spanking kids is wrong and i'll be honest with you i agree i'm telling you spanking kids is wrong but i agree that sometimes maybe a little spanking is not that hard oh you're coming around to my way of thinking well you know i don't i don't know about necessarily coming around to your way of thinking i'm just saying that the the thing that he did my son did is the kind of thing what if you were his parent you definitely would give him a good old-fashioned country uh spanking i know that for a fact you know yes you got that right but you told me not to i'm just saying it's not i mean i, I didn't necessarily say that you shouldn't do it i remember my exact words were that I wouldn't do it. I never actually said that. I didn't say anything about you modifying your behavior. So what are you trying to say? You want me to? I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying anything, Pop Pop. You know what I'm saying? I would never, dis you know, I would never try. To Look, all I'm saying is I was, I'm just a little distracted right now because I was in the car with my son and he was saying something about you being really, really old and weak and how you're probably too much of a pitiful old man to really give a good butt whipping. He said what? I mean, I, I probably should not have told you that. You know, because I mean, I, you know, I shouldn't betray the kid's confidence. I shouldn't betray the kid's confidence, you know, because that's he's my son. I should keep what he says to me, you know, between us. You know, I'm sorry about that, Pop Pop. I shouldn't have let you know that he said that. Um, you know what I'm going to do right now? Oh, excuse me. Could you hold this belt? I had this extra belt in the car for, for no particular reason. Uh, I'm going to go to the store for about, uh, I don't know, an hour or so, you know, so you have complete charge of my son which means whatever you say goes the moment i pull out of the driveway temporarily you have complete charge of my son and whatever you say goes any instructions that i've previously given you about how to care for my son no longer apply at all okay so you can go in the house and and just have some quality time with my son who says you're a feeble old man who probably can't give a good spanking anymore i'm just telling you right now just go right in there and hang out with my son i will be at the store which is so far away that there'll be plausible deniability 
ability uh, when you whip his behind and I can come back and then go, I can't believe he did that. And then I'm going to put, I could put him in the car, act like I'm going back in to yell at you for whooping his butt and then get back in the car with the, you know, and then uh, he'll be sitting there and I'll, I'll be, well, I can't believe he did that. Even though the whole time I will have set up his ass whooping. <laughs> I'm going to leave now. You don't act like you parents don't do that. You know, you do that. How many times have women said, wait till your father gets home because she really wants to smack the crap out of that kid on the swat, that kid on the bottom. But she wants to be mom. She wants to be the one that soothes, even though she's the one that wants to kick your butt worse than your dad wants to kick your butt. And the dad comes to the house and she's like, your son's upstairs. And he blop, de blop, de blop. And he goes, he did what? And then she just hands you the belt and points upstairs and you go up and spank the kid if you're a spanker right and come on ladies i know what you're thinking what do you mean he comes home what if i'm the disciplinarian i was about to get to that i've seen that too i've seen my friends in school mouth off to the teacher and i saw the teacher go oh by the way maybe you didn't know your mother was already here for a conference and she in the bathroom and I'm gonna tell her what she did while she was in the bathroom and the mother walks in and all the kids turn their heads to the right to see the mother and they go ooh and the mother looks confused what's with the ooh and then the teacher looks at the kid and the kid looks at the mom the mom looks at the kid and the mom goes what did you do and then the teacher and the mom go off to the corner and the teacher starts talking into the to the mother's ear and the mother starts to turn her head and she getting angrier in the face and she goes into her purse and pulls out a belt because she was if she was just going to be prepared for the fact that maybe you did something and then she tells you to come I want to talk to you boy and then you walk too slow and she grabs you by the ear and walks you out to the hallway you know and then she closes the door behind and then you're out there she pulls your pounce down and starts whooping your butt and you're hoping nobody sees it because the window to the class had some artwork in it but when you turn back around to look at the windows of it all the artwork has been peeled up and behind every piece of peeled up artwork is the laughing eyes of your friend who now have seen your buttocks and they've also seen it being smacked with a belt and they've seen you cry and they're never gonna let it let it let it let it let it let it down oh no they're gonna laugh at you they're gonna call you red butts if you're a white kid and if you're a black kid they're just gonna call you i don't know what they would call you because okay they'd probably call you bruise but or whatever the appropriate name is i never got hit so i never got that nickname you know what I'm talking about. So I'll be glad. I'll tell you right now, I'm glad I'm two generations away from buttocks whippings. I'm glad I never got to whip it. I only got that one pop in the mouth from my grandma. And at one time she walked out with the belt and I thought we were going to get a primetime buttocks whooping, but it never happened. But I was thinking about that when I saw that kid get his behind whooped by the grandparents. And now as I think about it even more, I realized that when the mother was protesting about the buttocks whooping that the kid was getting, when I put her back in my mind's eye and I remember more clearly what she actually looked like, I realized as I think about it, when she was saying don't whoop the kid, she wasn't really that convincing when she said it. No, she wasn't. And now when I think about it, I think I saw a little smirk on her face as she put her hands on her mouth. 
Oh, I think. Oh, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking she might have set that punk kid up. She might have walked him through the cereal aisle knowing damn well every time he goes into the cereal aisle, he wants a box of a specific cereal that she's never going to get for him. And she says, Grandma, why don't you take him in there to get some cereal? And the kid flips out and the mom walks two aisles over and the grandparent wants to whoop that kid's butt so bad for flipping out. Then they go outside and the grandparent can't hold it anymore. The kid's still flipping out. She whips the kid's butt and the mom's standing there laughing like, good, I couldn't whip him because I'm away from the whooping generation. But it's great to set that punk ass kid up to get his butt whooped by someone who's from the whooping generation. Yeah, I said it. So parents, I know nowadays you can't whoop your kids. You know, you probably don't even want to whoop your kids. Maybe if you were a younger parent, you wouldn't have to never had a whooping in the first place. And that's a good thing. I don't, I don't I'm not a really big fan of hitting kids. I, I, I've never done it. I only pop my nephew's hands at one time when they were trying to stick pens into electric socket. It was really more of me moving their hands away quickly than actually punishing them by hitting them. But I'll be honest with you. If there was a way I could have froze in time, got in my car, drove over to my grandma's house, brought her back and stood her over those two boys and then snapped my fingers. And all of a sudden she was aware of what was going on. And then she pulled that belt out of her purse, grabbed them by the butts and whooped their butts right in front of me. I would have. I would have said, Grandma, what are you doing? And then she would have said, you want to pop you in the mouth like I did 30 something years ago? And I would have said, nah, F those kids up. <laughs> I would not have said F those kids up because if I said F, even though I would have not just said the letter F, she, she probably would have whooped my ass too and better them than me. <laughs> You're a punk. Don't judge me. <clears throat> Segment over. Okay, folks, let's talk about something a little different in this last segment here. You know what? Uh, one of those old proverbs says, if the enemy outside can't get to you, the you know, if you can handle the enemy inside, the enemy outside can do no harm. By the way, when that proverb was put together, the person who wrote it actually put that part when where I stumbled upon saying it. That's actually part of the proverb. You're not supposed to say it right the first time. All the people that are saying it right and saying it smoothly without fumfering, they messed it up. It's not me. It's them. <laughs> F y'all. But like they said, if you can conquer what's inside of you, the inner, the evil outside can do you no harm. And under normal circumstances, that is true. Usually the evil inside can do you no harm if you can conquer yourself. And that's true about most things. But on some things, the evil inside of you doesn't do anything but harm you because the evil inside of you is a piece of crap. Yeah, everybody knows that follows me on social media and listens to this podcast knows that I recently lost 16 or so pounds. It's probably more than that now because I haven't weighed myself again and I know I lost more, but we'll just stick with the 16. OK, and I was really happy with what happened because I was already working out, but I just changed my diet a little bit, made some tweaks and some of the weight just dropped off. Right. But then there was a bit of a plateau and I could tell there was a bit of a plateau. Right? When you work out and there's a plateau with your weightlifting, you're not gaining any more muscle. The only thing you got to do is put a couple of more weight plates on, maybe change up the exercise a little bit. And all of a sudden the body goes, OK, not a problem and starts packing on a little more muscle and packing on some more strength and packing on some endurance. Oh, yeah, because the muscle is your friend and it loves to help you out. It loves to make you look good for the ladies. It loves to help you pick up stuff when stuff's heavy. It loves to feel nice and rocked up when somebody touches touches your arm because muscle is your friend yay 
But that's not the only thing in there, is it? It's the body fat, isn't it? Right? When you plateau, when you're losing body fat, it's not so easy to get things going again, is it? <clears throat> now, why is that? Because muscle is your friend and the body fat's a bunch of bastards. Yeah, I said it. You lose weight. You got to shrink the, the, the fat cells. And what you got to do, you got to start eating better, right? But the fat cells don't like that. The fat cells in your body don't like it when you eat salads. They don't like it when you eat lean meats. They don't like it when you bake instead of fry. They don't like that crap at all. And they let you know. You ever been sitting there eating a salad and realizing you're feeling really good, right? And then somebody else at the table or somebody at another table is eating some Kentucky fried something and double deep fried cheese fried double cheese freeze freeze double quadruple cheese sauce with sauce and double cheese and quadruple cheese is sitting right next to you. And you want to walk over to that table and slap the crap out of them and take that thing from them and eat it right in front of them and look at them and go, yeah, that's right. You shouldn't have been eating it in front of me, punk. That's not normally your personality. Why do you want to go over there and harm that guy that's eating a double fudge, quadruple fudge, chocolate chip, fudge, chip, chip, fudge, fudge, chip, sauce, chip, sauce, fudge, ice cream, double ice cream. Why do you want to slap the crap out of him? It's not you. The muscle inside of you is going, we don't need that. You know, if you do really good, you can have some of that next month. The muscle in your body is like that friend that gives you good advice. Yay. But the body fat in your body is like that guy that hangs out with your crew. He's the guy that hangs out with the crew. When you see something, you see a group of friends in a movie, you know, when you realize that the friends are going to be OK. But there's always that one friend that they got to bail out of jail. That one friend that gets him beaten up because they're trying to save his ass. That one friend that, you know, if you become successful around him, you better get away from him quick because he's going to do something to mess it up. That's what the body fat is. It's that friend that you got to get away from or that relative that you got to get away from or that hanger on that you got to get away from but you can't get away from the bastards because the bastards in you you lose 15 pounds like I did a 16 pounds plus the guy did right and you you during the time when you were losing that weight and you didn't even realize you lost the weight you didn't really have any cravings for junk food. You, you you actually get the point now where it's been a couple about a month and a half or so, and you're starting to actually enjoy the fruits and vegetables. Yay! But then the doctor tells you you've been doing great and you lost this weight. Keep it going. Keep it going. And I'm telling you right now, she, she I wish she didn't say that. I wish she wrote it down because I don't think body fat can read, but apparently body fat can hear. Soon as she said that crap, when I walked in, I was already thinking, I'm going to go get myself a salad and I'm going to get myself a nice big thing of water and I'm going to go to the gym with my brother. And as soon as she said that crap, all I was like, F my brother, F the gym. I want a big piece of pizza with ice cream on it and lard rolled in it. That's what I was thinking. But was it me thinking that? No, it was the body fat. Why? Because body fat's a bunch of bastards.
Oh, body fats. You don't think body fats a piece of crap, a bunch of bastards trying to set you up and ruin your life, huh? Any of you ever been called morbidly obese? Anybody ever call you morbidly fit? No. Anybody ever call you morbidly muscular? Hell no. Ever have a woman say, yo, you're in too good a shape and too healthy and vibrant for me to get it on with you? Hell no. But I've had girlfriends back in, well, not girlfriends, but women back in the day when I was a little heavier going, you got a cute face. If you lose some weight, you'd be something. If you lose weight, you'd be something and i heard some giggling around my stomach area and i knew the fat cells were going hey we don't even have genitals we can't have sex you can't have sex bastards i hate stomach fat i hate it bastards i'm telling you right now right you ever watch one of those commercials where it's like, oh, take this fat burner and it'll just make the fat melt away and make the fat melt away, right? You weren't hungry. You just ate when that commercial came on. There's not really that much food in the commercial. It's just a quick commercial where they show somebody who was fat, who allegedly took those pills, lost weight and got in good shape. And what happens? All of a sudden, while you're looking at the commercial, you were on the phone with your friend. Your friend said, I'll call you right back. You didn't put the phone down. Why put the phone down? Because with the phone in your ear, you don't even realize you just ordered a pizza from a pizza place and you also ordered a dessert. Oh, and you ordered it on your PayPal. So it already got paid for. So it's coming anyway. You can't cancel it now. It took too long. Who did that? Was it you that did it? Hell no. It was the body fat. Why did the body fat do that? Because body fats are bastards. All of them, those fat cells are bastards. And it's not just food. I'm telling your body fat tries to destroy your life in many ways, in many ways. If you've ever been a fat bastard like I was and still kind of am, but won't be soon. You know what it's like when you well, I, I have a car, but, I, but there was a point when I was a fat bastard riding a bus. And oh, there's nothing worse than riding a bus in a town with potholes when you got stuff on your body that shakes when it hits potholes. Oh, I'm pretty sure the women on the bus aren't going, hey, that guy over there whose tits are jiggling just like mine. I got to get me some of that. Ain't none of them thinking that. Damn it. Your belly is shaking every time you hit a pothole and you're trying to put your damn book in front of it. Ain't nobody fooled. They weren't fooled when you were a kid and you had a boner the size of this freaking Eiffel Tower and you tried to put a book in front of it because your teacher looked like a damn spokesmodel and kept hugging you and bending over in front of you. She's just picking up stuff, but all you're doing is looking. Okay, you know what the point is. You get, get what I'm saying. Riding a bus, your stomach shaking, looking like your stomach's twerking, damn it. And you start to tighten your stomach muscles. Every time the bump, you tighten your stomach muscles up. And hey, your stomach's not jiggling. You don't look like you're as much of a fat bastard as you actually are because you get to crush your stomach up and keep it from jiggling. And finally, a lady on the bus comes on who didn't see you jiggling around like a piece of jello. And she sees you and she sees your face and thinks you're cute. She walks over to talk to you. She can see you're a little bit of a fat bastard, but it doesn't matter. Women like to fix stuff, right? And you're the stuff they like to fix. You know what I'm talking about, damn it. And she starts talking to you and you're holding your stomach in and you're holding your stomach in and you're holding the stomach in and you're holding the stomach in and all of a sudden you hit a big big strip of clean smooth road oh this is great there's no there's no potholes 
And since there's no potholes, you get a little lazy and you stop sucking in your stomach. But she's looking at your face. She's looking at your face right now, telling you how she likes your dimples and how cute you are. She just touched your face. Oh, my goodness. When a woman tells you that you're cute and that you got cute dimples and that she touches your face, you know, the next thing she's going to hand you is her phone number. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is going to be good. And you just don't pay attention and you don't tighten up your stomach. And the next thing you know, there's a whole bunch of more potholes and those potholes hit and you're not tightening up your stomach and you look like your stomach is twerking and she looks down and sees that but she's already kind of liked you but she sees that and she's imagining that bouncing on top of her and there's a part of her that's going uh, and you read you had a hand in a purse to reach for her phone number she was going to hand you her, 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 her card with a number on it and maybe she was going to grab a pen and write it down and then all of a sudden you start noticing the conversation goes from flirty to more technical Right. He's a nice person. She just says, you know what I like to do a lot? What's that? I like to work out a lot. Oh, no. Now she's talking about working out. She's basically letting you know, you fat bastard. I didn't realize you were such a fat bastard till you let your stomach loose. And it looks like your stomach was twerking, you fat piece of crap. <sighs> right. You see in her hand, she's got a, a blank card and a pen. And you look away for a second, and then all of a sudden, the blank card and the pen are back in a person. Now, her hands back in a person, then another card comes out, and then she hands you the card and offers you her personal training sessions. It was going to be her phone number, but it's what personal training sessions. Oh. Now, in this particular case, the joke's on the fat cells. The fat cell says, hey, he's about to get laid. Jiggle as hard as possible and ruin it for him. But what the fat cells didn't realize, ha ha ha, it backfired on him. She actually gave you the card because she's a personal trainer. But then again, maybe it didn't backfire because, you know, damn well, you're not going to go to the personal training thing. Because if you go to the personal training thing, there's no way in the world she's going to think of you as anything but somebody she's personally training and not somebody she wants to date. So the fat cells win. Freaking fat cells. So I know what that's like, right? Body fats are bastards. Damn it. I can see the muscle coming in and the muscles happy. But the body fat just doesn't want to go. The body fat is like a damn tenant that won't leave. Right. It's almost like the body fat is now picking a fight with the but the muscle that's coming in because the body fat. Because if you go to a Thanksgiving dinner and you eat a Thanksgiving dinner, what happens? You gain three, four, five pounds of fat on your ass. Right. But in that same one day, you can't work out one day and gain five pounds of muscle. No, you can't. So the muscle is actually outnumbered by the fat. Oh, no. That's probably why muscle comes in so slowly. It's scared. Hey, let's go in this guy's body and make him healthy. Well, what is that? What is that yellow crap? Body fat, bitch. This is our house. We run this. Right? You're not welcome here. We've heard stories. We've heard stories about the fact that you muscle burn fat. Do you now? You eat us for energy? Oh, really? We'll see if you can eat up all of this. Oh, my God. Exactly. I'm not going to stay on his body. No, you're not. You're going to get out of here, punk, because we run this. Hey, muscle. Yeah, let's get the hell out of here. What's going on? It's too much fat. Oh, shit. Ha 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 ha! He's gonna be fat forever.
Well, let me tell you something. This is S. Anthony speaking, and I'm looking at my getting my rapidly flattening stomach. How's it feel to realize you're losing? Hmm? Huh? Do you realize what I just did a little while ago? Huh? I actually jumped over a park bench. Actually, to be honest with you, it wasn't like I jumped over the park bench because that was my intention. I was I was actually walking across the street. I tripped on the curb and I was falling toward the park bench and was about to crack my head on. And I figured, well, since I'm going to fall on it anyway, I might as well try to leap over it. And what did I do? Bam, jumped right over the damn thing. Yeah, it wasn't a clean landing, but I did land and I didn't fall down. I couldn't have done that before. Why? Because it was too much of you body fat. I couldn't have jumped that high. Why? Because there wasn't enough muscle, but the muscles coming in. This is my message to you, body fat. This is the one and only S. Anthony Thomas talking, punk. Excuse me. Let me squeeze the the the, 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 the fat that's still on my stomach. You're leaving. You're getting out. You ain't wanted here, punk. You're on your way out. <laughs> Don't you realize that right now women are starting to hit on me like they used to? Even with you there. Because they've seen me over the past couple of months rapidly shrinking and getting toned up again. Fat. You're going to lose fat. I'm going to win. Hey, muscle. It's you and me versus these bastards. And this time it's over for them. So fat. Excuse my language, everybody. I'm going to curse here. Fat. Fuck you. And get out. You're damn right. Now I'm going to high five the muscle. You're damn right. Ha <laughs> ha. Segment over. All right, folks, this has been episode number 313 of the S. Anthony Says podcast. And once again, I want to thank you guys for everything. You've been very, very kind to me. Thank you for the kind words. Thank you for the email. Thank you for the reblogs, the shares. Uh, thanks for spreading the word. Thank you for subscribing to the uh, YouTube page. I really, really do appreciate that. Uh, this podcast is every damn where. Uh, it doesn't really matter what you're listening to podcasts on. I'm on that crap. Uh, Stitcher Radio. I'm on Stitcher. TuneIn Radio. Spreaker. Spotify. iTunes. iHeartRadio. Google Play. And the home base is Podbean. Um, on social media. I'm, of course, on Twitter. In two places, there's one Twitter for me specifically, and it is at S. Anthony Thomas. The Twitter for this podcast is at S. Anthony Says. I am on Instagram, S. Anthony Thomas. Um, I'm on Facebook. If you go to Facebook, uh, I have a page there. All you got to do is go up into the search box and type in S. Anthony Says, and you will find my page. It is a verified page. It has a blue check on it, so you know that it is actually me. And I would appreciate it, you bastards, if you would go to that channel, go to that page on Facebook and like it and follow me on social media, on uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook and Instagram. I would really appreciate that. For those of you that want to send questions, comments and uh, declarations of love, please feel free to do so at the only email I have, which is talk to us, Anthony at Gmail dot com. T-A-L-K-T-O. S-A-N-T-H-O-N-Y at G-M-A-I-L dot C-O-M. Talk to us, Anthony, at gmail.com. Folks, you cool bastards. Um, I appreciate you. You know, it's been four plus years and in uh, October, it'll be five years I've been doing this. And uh, surprisingly enough, 
most of you bastards well, a lot of you bastards have been here for virtually the whole time. And it's obviously there's new people coming on all the time. So I want to thank you guys very, very much. No matter where you are, my best, my bastard army in Canada, my bastard army here in the United States, my bastard army in Australia, my bastard army in the UK. Thank you very, very much. Oh, yeah. And of course, the people in China. I know we got to love some expats in China that are listening. Thank you very, very much. You bastards. Much love to you all. And now, my friends, I'm going to say goodbye to you the way I've been saying goodbye to you for years. So those of you that are longtime listeners, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And you're going to do it with me at the same time. We're going to do it on the count of three. Are you ready? Of course you are. On the count of three. One, two, three. S. Anthony. Out.